kryptonite makes Gary pass out, but strong. He's more invulnerable. It still affects Clark, though. Um, right. In the same way. It takes away right, his powers. He was in the plane crash that was near the meteor, so it had the different similar effect. And I'm, right. I'm kind of... Superman radiation, something. And, right. So um, it wasn't quite but kryptonite, but it's kryptonite-ish. And can be <laughs> destroyed by a weed flamethrower. Yes. Yeah. First of all, by the way, where is my weed flamethrower? It is 2021. Yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> then we Get can have that. weed flamethrowers. I mean, 1950s, we had that? What? Yeah. I love that that's just a household thing. Oh, yeah, get the flamethrower out of the shed, Esther. We need to go ahead and eat some weeds out here. <laughs> you don't have a flamethrower, Dan? I mean, mine's in my closet. I do, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> everyone should have a flamethrower. <laughs> Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Josh, Dan, Jake, and Superman. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining the show. This is Josh, Dan, and Superman. And as you might have heard in the intro, we have another one to add to that list. So this week, it is actually Josh, Dan, Jake, and Superman. Um, I am Josh Paddock, your host as always. I am joined by Dan Decker, who is guaranteed to fit at least three Star Trek references into our Superman podcast. Dan, how are you doing today, man? I'm great, brother, as always. Of course, there's there's always a way to make Star Trek relevant, as well as making Superman relevant. Always. There you go, man. There you go. And uh, like I said, we have a guest host today. We are joined by Jake. Jake, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Uh, Jake Hood here. Um, happy to be here. Anytime I get to talk about Superman um, or Star Trek, which actually, Dan just reminded me, there is a link between uh, the 1950 Superman and Star Trek, which I will make later. Uh, see? <laughs> yep. See? Everything's connected. Exactly. It's so, but all connected. I, yeah, just, so just thank you for having me. Uh, it's awesome to be here. You are, you are the number one giant sized annual issue because you are the first ever guest host on josh dan jake and superman well wow. uh, so you know um it is a uh, it is a it is it's just a premiere it's a it's just like the giant sized annuals of yore <laughs> well that's very awesome yeah it's very awesome that you're here, man. I'm really glad that that you could take the time to do this with us and sit down and talk about Superman because that's what this is all about. And we're just we're just happy to have you here, man. No, oh, thanks for having me. Oh, hey, what about that new Twitter handle real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we uh, go ahead and plug that? We have a Twitter account, folks. We are, you know, it's big like time. Official. Yeah, it's totally a visual. Uh, what's our at, Dan? It is Josh, Dan, and Soups all spelled out uh on twitter so uh j-o-s-h-a-d-a-n-a-n-d-s-u-p-e-s on the twitter. cool and i'm not trying to brag or anything but you know the last time i checked i think we have 15 followers so <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. i mean it's like i said we're big time big time yeah 
Oh yeah, and, you know, I mean, uh, obviously, why I'm here. <laughs> I mean, can you believe this pays nothing and we get to do this for free? It is absolutely. Oh, it's uh, it's so cathartic. The American dream. <laughs> it is. It's the American dream. Um. So now that that's out of the way, now that our plugs are out of the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about George Reeves and uh, the Adventures of Superman, the series from the 1950s. Um, I, I had told Dan when we um, when we started talking about doing this episode, I had not seen very many of these episodes, and I got oh. to uh, I got to binge a bunch of them um, in the last couple of days. I hope you binged most of the black and white. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. Okay. I, I kept with the mostly season one and season two. Um, and I watched the, those were the, the best, frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the Mole Man feature. So um, I started with the Mole Man feature and then kind of moved into. To oh, kind of chronologically. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to say off the top. I was not really that impressed with the Mole Man feature, and I kind of didn't know if I was going to like this series. Yeah, I, I agree. I, Mole Man has never been my favorite. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't. Uh, I didn't check out Mole Man yet, but uh, I did. You know, we'll 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 go down our you know homework list. Uh, but I did pick this up and start with season one, episode one, Superman on Earth, um, and just kind of <laughs> see how you know, where, where they pick up with um, the, the beginning of the mythos, uh, a lot of, of the, you know, expected uh, tent poles of the Superman uh, mythology, of course. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't check out moment as far as the chronological order goes. Uh, I'm, I will pick up, I will pick that up because I do want to, I'm kind of a completist. My biggest <laughs> comment on moment is that I think it was more sold as it's kind of a generic 1950s sci-fi. And mm-hmm. that's the way it came off because I, I rewatched it again, you know, and I hadn't watched that one in a long time. And I and then I remembered why I avoided watching it again. Because <laughs> like it didn't have for peace where you're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. it's oh. and it, they didn't even have like theme music and it was just different. Mm. However, it was the first feature film featuring a DC Comics character. Now, there were the serials before then, right, but those were right. serials. This is and actually Batman the first... was also a serial. Correct. It was also a serial. Yeah. So this is actually the first feature length film, which that is cool in the history of it. Oh, yeah. And that, that's, that's, that point is actually debatable because it only runs like an hour. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It, it, it was the, yeah. the first yeah. DC feature. Um, but I agree with you, man. I, I, I Jake, I, I kind of thought it was just a little generic. Um, uh, oh, scary I, I, people. The townspeople are going to do something stupid because they're scared. You, yeah, yeah, it has all those tropes. <laughs> it was a safe bet, and you throw some Superman on it. Right. You know, it, it more was a field test, I think, for kind of like Superman and uh, Lois Lane and, you know, kind of getting them out there. And it was good to see that, you know, see them in their first showing. In Moleman, is it Phyllis or is it Noel? It, it's Phyllis. Um, yeah, it's it was Phyllis. Noel, I know, and with Kirk Allen and the serials. Who, um, you know, my fave. Sorry. Oh, I mean, oh, Phyllis. she, yeah. Noel Neal's my favorite too. Of course, I met her in 2008, so I'm a little yeah. bit biased. Yeah, yeah that's well, awesome well, it's though. Fine. It's totally fine. Isn't there a funny story about that? Don't didn't you have her sign something <laughs> that actually oh, had the Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I'm there. So it's 2008. You know, so two years after Superman Returns had debuted, uh, Smallville mm-hmm. was still on the air. Um, so when I was there, you know, uh, Ned Beatty was there. That was one of the guest stars, uh, you know, Otis. Mr. Luthor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was fun to see him. And then sitting next to him is Noel Neal. 
um, you know, obviously, and she's all adorned in this bright yellow jacket wearing Superman jewelry. And it was just, it was so cool. And yeah, so I'm going through the line and I'm meeting people and, you know, I come to her and I, I, there's a Superman museum there in Metropolis, Illinois. That's where this is held, which ironically, Metropolis, Illinois looks like Smallville just so you know (laughs) but it's the it's the only metropolis in the united states so that's what the illinois state senate named it the official home of superman so that's why it's there anyways moving on um but yeah i i got to meet her um and so before that i picked up a couple posters you know like i I got the actual daily planet newspaper because that's the newspaper of the town and i had her sign that uh, and then I had her sign this poster. It's this really cool looking poster with Superman and it had Kirk Allen on it. But the only Lois Lane had was Phyllis Coates. Oh. <laughs> and she she kind of commented on it. She's like, wait, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess, ma'am. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I said, but, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, did, I didn't realize when I was buying it and whatever. And she just smiled at me. And I just said, you know, I did want you to know growing up, you were my Lois Lane. And she just she had just the sweetest look, you know, that she gave me with those piercing blue eyes, you know, and I'm like, I'm melting at that point. And uh, and then she signs it, you know, a no nil. And then she puts in quotes, Lois Lane. And I'm like, oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> just, just in case you forgot who you exactly. had to sign this. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up with a unique piece. <laughs> That's one thing I want to I do want to note. you know, uh, I agree. The earlier the black and white episodes are better for a lot of reasons. Um, and the, but in the color episodes, we do get to see Noelle in her red hair. And it's really fantastic. And um, it's just a, a great classic look for Lois Lane to pop off the screen in color like that. So, however, most people didn't get to see that until the VHS collections later because it was still right, broadcast yeah. monochromatically or black and white for those Pretty young much, people. Yeah. <laughs> the young and yeah, the grayscale, you know? Yeah. I had read that too, and I think that's pretty interesting that they started shooting in color, even though it wasn't really broadcast that often in, in black and white. I mean, I guess there were some people, you know, probably, in, you know, in yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it was just a new technology, and they kind of wanted to to try it out. Um, but I gotta, um, I gotta say, uh, you know, I've been watching this over the last couple of days, and um and and letting it play uh just in the background um yeah. overnight and such and and ben says to me he said well you were watching that the other night and you fell asleep in your chair and he's like and then like i kind of looked over and it was like it was like superman in space and it looks so bad <laughs> <laughs> oh it's probably panic in the sky when the asteroid yeah. comes yeah <laughs> oh, well he was talking about the opening <laughs> oh yes I, the classic opening okay i was like oh no it's like it's fantastic it's you know it's so great for what it is i do yeah. have to park on the opening because for me I never would skip the opening when it would oh, come never. on. Oh, never. So for me, the way I got introduced to it, so my dad, he was born in 1948. So he grew up watching this. This was his Superman. Oh, yeah. So it ran on reruns at Nick at Night in the 90s, if anyone remembers what Nick at Night is. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started watching it then and my dad would record, you know, he'd VHS record it for me if it got too late, you know, because that was Nick at Night back then. And then so I started, I started watching them. It's so cool. And then at the same time, I was introduced to the 78 movie. So then I kind of had, and then I got a little confused. I'm like, wait, why do we have different Superman? <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the opening, it's like the music and you zoom in and it's like, 
you know, and then it explains basically it gives you know the the role right. It's like faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. Um, yep. And basically, it just gives you a little crunch, like, "Hey, this is who he is. He's from another planet. He's here to do a good thing." Oh, yeah. By the way, truth, justice, the American way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, him clearly standing in front of an American flag with it waving and kind of those <laughs> hints of patriotism, and it just it reminds me of a, a time long that's seventy years now gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And that is one of the things that I could tell from this too, is like, there was so much, you know, USA, USA behind this. I mean, just the, like you say, the way he's standing in front of the flag, even his, his cape, you know, is flying in the wind, almost looks like a flag, you know, Mm -hmm. the the, the symbolism Mm -hmm. there um, was not lost on me. Um, And you, you talked about the, the, the opening theme. Is it just me or does the 78 films theme that the Superman theme that we all think about when we think about Superman, mm-hmm. does it have hints of this theme in it? Cause I, I was picking oh, yeah. up on stuff where it's yeah. like, yeah. We, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a more modern version of the song. Um, but it, I don't know. It's just, I was, I, uh, you know, knowing, knowing what we know about John Williams, I would expect very little left to chance. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because think about it: people that were seeing Superman in 1978, and if they grew up watching us or younger, right? And like, word. oh, so mm-hmm. he wouldn't want to bring those fans in that were kids to basically bring them now into adulthood with a new block, a full feature blockbuster, and be yeah. like, hey, here's those hints, but hey, here it is, and boom, and like, boom, and yeah, it's, it's a and lot. It's more- just like every theme since has taken hints of the Williams theme and just carried it forward. Um, or built on that same kind of fanfare that makes the statement where you can almost hear it say Superman, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the the other thing that I always thought about the intro, especially when it was like, Josh, what you said, USA, USA. And I was thinking about that because I'm like, okay, so 1952 was when the show started. 1951 is when Molman started. Um you know, I'm like, okay, we're out of World War II now, obviously. We're into the thoroughs of the Cold War. So Superman becomes the symbolism of the highest of idealism of what we want to be as Americans. Not necessarily right. that we are, but this is what we want. We want to do the right thing. We want to be good. And that's what I, I kind of felt like it was saying is the American way is we do the best we possibly can and always do right by people. And granted, that didn't mirror fully real life at the time in the 50s, which is unfortunate. But, you know, um, it that's... gave us that sense of ideology. Right. You know, you know that's, that's I, the I goal we wanted to, to try to, you know, the goal yeah. we wanted to try to get to. Um, and the I've other become thing... fully cynical on my own afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that it made me think about is like, you know, obviously, Captain America, if you go to the Marvel side, well, okay, he's Captain America, right? Um you know, if you think about when I think about Superman, I'm like, well, his story is kind of a very American story, too. He's an immigrant. He, yep. you know, he comes to this planet country and he gets taught the values by Jonathan and Martha and he finds a or way. Sarah to... and Eben, as the case may be. That's true. Yeah. yeah depending yeah. on what it is. <laughs> um, you know, and he 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 finds his way into society and it's not that he forgets about his heritage it's very special to him but he finds a way to just embrace the actually highest of ideology and that's what i was thinking i'm like man what a time when you know there's so much was going on in the 50s 
um, and then into the 60s about just the the parallels of, well, this is what we want to be like. But in reality, a lot of people aren't like that. <laughs> you know, it just made right. me, those kind of right. thoughts came up. But. And and that's, you know, I, that is that is and, and we probably have mentioned this every episode. That is the heart of what Superman and Clark Kent are, is that challenge to be the best of of of, you know, what a person can be. Um, it's grown out of now the the american centric uh ideal of of truth justice in the american way um uh, but that that iconic condensation distillation of those ideals from that time i don't think are are displayed any better than they are in this series of superman oh yeah his his character was top notch yeah and and Reeves too, the the actor. He he, you know, he came into it from what I understand a little bit uh, begrudgingly, but then became to embrace it. Um, you know, aside from the tragedy at the end, but right. um, which I still have questions about. Oh, uh, everyone does. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole <laughs> lot of questions there with that. One. <laughs> Um, no, and, we can, and Reeves we can discuss that a little, but uh, no, I think he he just looks the part. And I think has a lot to do with why we got Christopher eventually, because he he just carried that visage forward, you know. Oh, and I fully agree with that. And, um, you know, it actually became well known that George Reeves himself, he was very fond of kids, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is actually and that translates through, especially there's an episode where uh, the plan has a contest where they can fly a little kid around the world, whoever writes this letter and it ends up being a blind girl, you know that writes in and he figures out how to help fix her blindness because he can see that there's an obstruction in her optic nerve and he helps the doctor operate. And then he takes her around the world. And just when he's talking to this little girl and this one scene, and I, I'm not afraid to admit it actually made me cry, you know, because first of all, I, I think we got feelings on this show. We got yeah, feelings. man, we're very, we're very open on this show. Well, so, okay. You have a girl who has a disability, you know, and then I see George Reeves when he's talking to her and it's just, his his compassion and love coming through into that character and it's even it might be a hokey 1950 show but his you know presence was just stellar some stuff can't be acted yeah you know and and you just get the genuineness of it right there there was a couple instances too where you know it was the 1950s so everybody smoked cigarettes and they would offer it to clark you know you Mm -hmm. want a cigarette and I, I saw it twice where he turned down cigarettes and I actually read that uh, George Reeves, you know, would was an advocate for for not selling cigarettes and not wanting to smoke on on screen because he didn't want the kids to, you know, get get the bad influence. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's that's, uh, yeah. that's one thing I noted in the later seasons, too. There's a lot less smoking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially in color, the color seasons, there's just there, it seems to be completely diminished. Well, and part of that kind of comes from, well, you know, when the series started, obviously Superman flies and some kids tried to do that. They tried to imitate what they saw on screen and some kids actually got very hurt. And this got back to George Reeves and he uh, he actually made like an appearance before one of the shows where they broadcasted. He he basically came out of Superman and he said, now what I do, only Superman can do. You know, please yeah. don't do this. You could get hurt because he very much felt that kind of responsibility once it impacted him. Didn't and he actually want to take the, the the capes off the shelves? Like he didn't want to sell the Superman capes too. I had read that somewhere because of that problem. 
Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And that's, he didn't want to be responsible for that. Cause that's what he just felt that burden. And I'm like, man, <laughs> that's uh that's one thing I, uh, you know, I've kind of taken to um, you. If you are, if you are donned the Cape, you have to earn continuously earn the Cape. You know, right. if you well, are Superman, I, you have to keep being Superman. I think um, you said in the first episode of this show, Dan, that there, you know, there has to be a little bit of Superman in the actor playing them. And, you know, uh, I think we've kind of proven that, that through and through with each actor that we've talked about. We yep. haven't got to Dean Kane yet. I don't know how that episode's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, not we'll park there to, right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's, well, what I, you know, I understand there are folks who grew up with that show and that nostalgia is a strong drug and, and separating the artist from the art is, is something folks have to do, but we're here to celebrate George right now. And um, what a great, uh, you know, I've got it on in the background as we do this, just because (laughs) why not? It's still playing. Um, yeah. I own a lot of episodes now. <laughs> yeah. You went on a buy-in spree, didn't you, Dan? I did. I did. Well, you know, uh, uh, season one was just a gimme. May as well. Most of the most of the list uh, that we that we were looking at was was uh, from there, and then the rest of it was like season six was cheap, and then the rest of them I just filled in the gaps. And that's the thing. You notice that that top thirteen that we were reviewing, the color ones start at the top, at the thirteen at the bottom, I should say. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, and this was one thing I noticed when I was rewatching myself because I got the DVD collection. You know, I busted them out. Um, the black and white. I feel like the writing took a very serious tone. Like mm-hmm. this is like we're taking this superhero show seriously. It might be majority of kids, but we want to actually feel like you're being entertained. Exactly. And I feel like the writing got a little bit cheaper in the later seasons. Um, that that and the camera quality. <laughs> right. Well, and that's and another thing too is, uh, and this this was a trend I noted between uh, Superman nineteen forty eight, uh, Adam Man versus Superman nineteen fifty. Uh, is the they amp up the misogyny uh, with each progressive iteration. And so, you know, basically um, in the later seasons, uh, Lois is just, you know, uh, you know, just uh, flighty and, and, and the damsel in distress um, and, you know, somewhat um, emasculated where in the earlier seasons, she's still kind of that strong nosed, um, character that that we got in the 1948 serial uh, right. but it's one thing that I noted it says as the time progresses um, the stories got more campy um, the you know where in the earlier episodes it seems like uh, we were given a lot of credit as the audience um, you know we're obviously there for Superman so treat, you can treat it with a little bit of seriousness because we're all buying in to what's about to happen yeah, you know, and that that's a good point to make because um, I think one of the one of the ones I watched, I rewatched the wedding of Superman. You know, where Lois is doing the Lonely oh, yeah. Hearts column and she falls asleep and she dreams about marrying Superman, and it's just kind of I, I don't know what angle they were going with for that. But then it's basically you know you have Perry White, you have the police inspector. Oh, you silly girl! And it's like, oh my gosh, because like yeah, you go back to season one and two. And then you have Lois Lane telling off Perry White when he's like, oh, you better be careful. She's like, 
It's the middle of the day. It's a big city. I'm a big girl. I'm going to go. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. It, that that whole episode was kind of a departure from the character or what they had, the tone they had set for the character. Um, I, I, I agree with you. It's just, it, it's really weird to see her play that way um, because she had been so basically defiant, you know, for the rest of the series. Um, this list that you're talking about, I just wanted to to yeah. get this out there real quick. We we got this 13 best episodes of The Adventures of Superman. It was written by um, Anthony Desiato, and he has his own uh, podcast, uh, Digging for Kryptonite, if you guys want to check it out. Um, but that's kind of a list we were going off of. And the, the, the Wedding of Superman was on that list. I, I, I kind of debate whether it was one of the best 13 episodes no. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> let me but, let me let me make a point about that now and and why I think it's important to kind of note the trend towards campiness because they were mirroring I think now the popularity of the books and publication at the time wherein we started to get you know Lois Lane Superman's girlfriend and we started to get Jimmy Olsen Superman's pal and these these offshoots spinoff comics that that just and mm. Superboy which established you know a lot of the younger mythos and and I kind of thought about that in that you know those stories on the show started to mirror those as early in the early uh, earlier episodes he's almost exclusively called Jim and not Jimmy, but yeah, that right. changes towards the later seasons as you know Jimmy became diminutized and a a you know youngster kind of thing, um, and they just reflected that in the show I think. But Josh, please continue with the with the the list of episodes. Well, no, no, I I, I actually want to continue on with what you're saying right now. Um, you know, a, another thing that that might have been was it's just like with the X-Files, everybody wanted Mulder and Scully to get together. I'm sure there right. was a fan base that, you know, would wanted to see what it might be like if, if Clark. Oh and, yeah. And, well, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what is it? Destination Oblivion, the Voyager episode where they're made up of the demon planet goo and it starts oh, off with Tom right. and Delana's uh, yeah, wedding. We and Star Trek. Saul is the, you know, <laughs> the There's one. Goo. There's one. There's one. No, but you're right. But they get to play out this what if scenario, but it's a one episode. And yeah. you're right. Yeah. They kind of had that there because if they all wish it away as a dream. Oh, well, you kind of got to see what it Take would that, be Take like. that, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to get that reference. I will I will tell you all of them because our demographic is 100% us according to <laughs> statistics. It is 35 to 49 y'all everybody gets our jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need I to mean, spread can... that out. It's no it's legit. It's it's all it's all male. Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh I know. Um, can 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 I park on a Star Trek reference here? Because I promise. All right, Let's bring it up. Let's do so, it. So, all right. So, no, I don't know, Josh. If you were this, Dan, you probably know. But uh, George Reeve guest starred on I Love Lucy as Superman for one episode. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah, mm -hmm. I watched and, that episode. Um, so, a couple things about that. First of all, he asked to only be in the titles to be called Superman because he did not yep. want to break the illusion for any kids of actually who he really was. He wanted to be known as Superman because he didn't want to break that. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to the point of how great he is with kids. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. And so he did that. Um, but then, okay. So, you know, okay. You know, Lucille Ball, um, what studio was it that Lucille Ball ran that took a shot on this chintzy sci-fi? That's right, Star Trek. Yeah. And there's Lucy your connection. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lucille Ball saved Star Trek. 
Exactly. And you yeah. know what? So that means she knew William Shatner and George Reeves. So that there's yeah. your connection. There's your connection. <laughs> Is that the Kevin connection Bacon. you were going to bring up? Yeah. Boom, yep. boom, Kevin Bacon. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. See, when you when you brought that up at the top of the show and said you had a, a, a connection, I thought you were going to say that um, it was shot on the same lot because Desi Lu uh, Productions before that was RKO and it was shot, I think, I Love Lucy was shot on RKO and um, so was uh, City at the Edge of uh, Forever was shot. Well, that I actually did not realize, so thank you for that. There yeah, we go. Was... See, ding, 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 ding. Oh, we have yeah. uh, we have our triumvirate. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the... Um, uh, one of the things that just continued to, I think, amp up through this was Perry's character, too. They just turned him up to just rubbering <laughs> 11 by the end of the run. You know, That's he sorry. didn't do That's anything. So right. I was like, how many times did this guy stroke out on set? Because <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Great Caesar's ghost. I love the intro <laughs> to the character, too. The, the first time you see him, he's got those, he's got three phones in front of him and he's talking on one, and then another one rings and he picks up the wrong one and slams it down and picks up the <laughs> other phone. He's like, Whoa, no, what are you talking about? Slams that one down, and then the, the receptionist calls him, and he's just like all kinds of crazy. Now, that is one thing that carried through to uh, to um, uh, the character in the 78 Superman that was just great. Just the frenetic energy of, uh, you know, everything's under control, but nothing's under control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that and uh, don't call me chief. Yeah. Don't call yeah. me chief. <laughs> okay, chief. I mean, sir. So did he, did, the, did that actor actually coin the phrase? Great Caesar's Ghost. I mean, is that where that came from? Is that the origin of that? From that, my that, understanding, yes. Unless Dan, you can correct me. I don't know, but I'll go with it. Um, yeah, you know, I why like not? The, uh, there's so much of the, uh, you know, uh, going back to the first episode. Even it, it was a near, you know, a near uh, shot. Well, I would say shot for shot, but a real close approximation of the same opening origin story that was in the '48 film uh, or serials. And, you know, just the uh, the standard. Uh, the only thing that was a little out of whack was the pronunciation of Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> or that or when, you know, <clears throat> hey, Superman's go or Clark's going to leave home and it's full grown George Reeves. Uh, I'm yeah. ready to leave home, Mom, Pa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess I'll go to college now. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing we talked about on the serials, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, he doesn't actually leave the house until he's 35. Yeah, or something so. <laughs> that's mine, I've been wanting to tell you, son. <laughs> Turns out you're from a queer planet. <laughs> wow. But I I did notice um, the similarities in the, the the 1948 serials and the first episode of Adventures of Superman. Um, I think they actually reused some of the sets, and I could be wrong, but that spaceship looked awful familiar than when they put little Kal El in. Um, <laughs> well, and I love too that we get the uh, we we make sure to note how oh it seems to be fire and acid resistant, and I yeah, made again, this costume yeah. out of your blankets. Uh, it's all in there. It's so great. Well, it's, so great. A, it's the same director. I mean, the, the, yeah. the director that uh, Thomas Carr that was on the serials, um, you know, ended up shooting a lot of Adventures of Superman. He is the director on that episode. I believe. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. One thing I thought was funny, um, just, you know, during research and reading, um, they used, they reused the costumes from the Captain Marvel, um, which that's not the 
you know, uh, Marvel. Right. Uh, Captain right. Marvel, that's Shazam that's, for you children. That's Shazam. Out there. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, I read that and then I watched the episode and I did notice that there's a lot of lightning bolts on chests and there's, you know, a, a, you know it, uh, it definitely looks like Captain Marvel. Or should in that, that would be uh, the the Shazam, uh, the Shazam offshoots would be something fun to cover at some point. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of, I had a lot of love for Shazam as a child. Anyhow. Um, but, uh, you know, speaking of as a child and, and kind of like, you know, uh, in the, in the same frame, I guess, as your dad, Jake, uh, when I was a youngster, mm -hmm. uh, so like, I think I, it's like me, Josh, and then you, Jake, as far as the, the, the age. progression of age here. Yeah. And so, you know, these were in, um, these were in heavy rotation when I was, uh, you know, young as well. And so this was just as much a part of Superman for me as, as Christopher Reeve was uh, with the movie and much more accessible because it was in, you know, it was on rotation in television. And right. so, you know, and a lot of my watching was via black and white TV anyway. So I didn't know the difference. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, it was one of those things. And, uh, you know, contrast to my youngster ben i saw those you know superman standing on the moon i saw it as superman standing on the moon and i thought you know what a what oh, that's amazing you wow. know <laughs> and uh, just and and loved it and so you know i was bought in uh because i was four five six years old watching this on you know uh syndicated tv and uh just you know enamored of it all the same and um, so it was just it was just part of my my background Superman, you know, just like uh, just like every other long standing franchise in my heart. Peanuts, you've got Star Trek, you've got, uh, um, you know, all of that's just been there. Doctor Who is just it's been there, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it definitely was, you know, for me and, um, <clears throat> you know, and I think I kind of got introduced to it first and then around the same time to, you know, the 78 movie. Um, and it kind of it was fun because of the TV. It's like, well, there's all these episodes I can watch, you know, and that's what made it fun. Like every night I could tune in and, uh, you know, that continual thing. Um, you know, it seemed like that the, the episodes would never end and they would go on forever to a four or five year old. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Twenty two minutes is uh, is a long time to a kid. Oh, um, yeah. And these are, uh, you know, um, I feel like where they may lack in overall production value they make up for in production heart um yeah i feel like the people who were making the show were bought into making it and wanted to make something something great also you know i don't i don't imagine george would let him get away with slacking if he was the one putting in the work too you know oh right yeah, yeah. i have to you agree know, the the one thing i wanted to uh, quickly park on is um what george brought to clark kent himself because mm -hmm. I always felt like in this series, Clark Kent is the dominant personality. That's who he is. Mm -hmm. um, and he only busts out Superman when he really needs him. And mm -hmm. he's quick. He's there. Hey, I saved the day. Thank you, Miss Lane. Thank you, Mr. You know, Mr. White. Phew, I'm off. You know, and then, of course, <laughs> well, where did you go, Clark? Oh, I want to go Stop. find a telephone. <laughs> but um, that you know, is one of the things about this show is they... That I guess that's where the trope came from. You know, you never see the two of them in the same room. Exactly. There's very little explanation sometimes. Sometimes Clark's just like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta go. And then also, <laughs> and oh, nobody dang. says anything about it. My well, favorite explanation um, 
for when someone like someone actually took a picture of him changing into Superman in a back alley. They there was a dark alley, so like you know, and they were just taking pictures. They're amateur photographers. Oh, that's a double exposure. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you took a couple of pictures. You must have not rolled the film back." So I was passing by, and the yeah. thing is, I, you realize, oh, Clark's actually a pretty intelligent guy because he has to think up a lot of explanations oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. But and how many how many times in this series did he actually make the joke of like maybe I'm Superman or somebody else some other character was he like would, maybe he... you're Superman Clark and they'd be like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, like oh was, well uh, I'm not really human ha, ha, ha. one of the episodes <laughs> on the list is uh, what is it the stolen costume oh and, my uh, god and he's like um, yeah no it was stolen you just gotta trust me it was a thing it's important find it. <laughs> Yeah, but what is it? He, he, he no, hires great. a it's... private investigator, but won't tell the private investigator. Won't tell him anything. Well, he's supposed to be, the and then he, <laughs> then he knocks him out at the end of the episode. Yep. Like, God, I'm never working for you again. Buddy. Oh, oh, by the way, the stolen costume. You know when the when when the crooks find it, and he's in a little bit of a dilemma. It's like, well, if you're turning to police, you're going to tell me who I am. So you know, he flies him up to this mountaintop and he puts him in a cabin. And he's like, "Look, I'll be back for you. I'll get you some food. Don't try to climb." <laughs> and then they, no, whatever you no. do, and then they try and to climb down. I would down. like to note, free Wilhelm scream. So you yeah, know, yeah. that was that, that was that was definitely them acting on stage. Uh, that is that, not a canned scream. No, that episode <laughs> really surprised me though. I mean, I think I actually I texted you about it, Dan. I was like, "Damn, have you gotten this?" Kind of it's dark, like especially at the end when when he asked me, he's like, "So, did you ever figure out who stole whatever they stole from?" And he's like, "Yeah, I did, but they're dead." And he got like, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, well, what happened to him?" He's like, "They fell off a cliff with a little smirk on his face." I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I know it's it's like okay, so they put him in a bit of a pickle, right? It's like okay, is he going to do the right thing? Is he going to do the wrong thing? Oh, and they kind of take it out of his hands. Oh, the bad guys were stupid and killed themselves. Um, right. But, okay yeah. okay um but however <laughs> how many times in smallville um did someone end up in bell reeve when they found out clark's secret <laughs> so i think yeah, this might yeah, be where this yeah. started <laughs> kind of convenient kind of convenient um yeah. but uh what what else is on the list so we what what started off uh, number 13 was uh, number I, I don't have the list in front uh, of me the just... deadly rock uh, oh, okay. So one. that's uh... yeah. I got it up here. So season four. Uh, so Gary Allen's an old friend of Clark, and yep. so there's this yeah. There's this rock from a meteor, and actually I thought this was interesting. So there's an episode in season two called Panic yep. in the Sky, which is typically which is on seen the list. one of the best ones. I think it's actually rated number one on this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it actually was a pretty good one where you know there's this asteroid that's going to come destroy, and so Superman tries to hit it, and he ends up getting amnesia. You know, yep. for a while. And he knocks the asteroid enough so it doesn't totally destroy everything. But what I found interesting is this number 13 on the list is actually a consequence of that episode. Right. Like, it's a continuity, oh, which continuity, is rare. Yeah. Which yeah. is big for a 50 show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Especially a yeah. serialized Superman, you know, uh, anything. And um, but yeah, I, uh, I I put that together, too. And in um, this one, though, the the the. Kryptonite makes Gary pass out, but strong. He's more invulnerable. It still affects Clark, though. Um, right. In the same way. It takes away right, his powers. 
he was in the plane crash that was near the meteor, so it had the different similar effect. And I'm right. kind of Superman radiation, something. And right. so, um, so it wasn't quite kryptonite, but it's kryptonite ish. And can be <laughs> destroyed by a weed flamethrower. Yes. Yeah. First of all, by the way, where is my weed flamethrower? It is 2021. Yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> said we Get could have that. weed flamethrowers. I mean, 1950s, we had that? What? Yeah. I love that that's just a household thing. Oh, yeah, get the flamethrower out of the shed, Esther. We need to go ahead and eat some weeds out here. <laughs> you don't have a flamethrower, Dan? I mean, mine's in my closet. I right? do, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Everyone should have a flamethrower. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, um, and also, it. I thought it was interesting because the actor that plays Gary Allen, if I recall, he's Robert Lurie, who was Batman in the 1949 serial. So okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you have a quote unquote crossover but you don't really <laughs> and Barry yeah. Allen almost sounds like Barry Allen which is the name of the that's Flash. true yes mm-hmm. but yeah um, that one was interesting and that's another one that I think it focused on uh, it was a gangster in town trying to get rid of Superman which I noticed this series Always. focused Always. on a lot of mob bosses you yeah. know which yeah. was correlating there's to a the crime time. wave until Superman solves it every episode <laughs> oh, and, every, all right, every week one. is a new crime wave <laughs> Oh, there's a new Six crime days boss. Apiece. <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting, though. That I mean, you don't get like your big villains like Lex Luthor or no, Brainiac or anything like that in this. It's it, uh, like you said, it's a bunch of monsters. The closest one I think is when Superman is exposed to kryptonite in season two, and um, there's this guy, and it's actually part of the continuity. Superman went after him. He's one of the main crime bosses of Metropolis. I think his name last name was King. He goes to Europe. He comes back. And he brings a scientist with him to kind of figure out, well, okay, how can I defeat Superman? And, you know, um, he sets up this like little meat and a little Tommy gun that shoots at him, you know, and, and one of them actually kind of, you know, dings him. And he's like rubbing his shoulder. And the scientist had put a little bit of kryptonite in it because he, he, he thought it might hurt him, but he didn't know. And once he found out, it's like, oh, and he makes synthetic kryptonite. And I'm like, man, this episode's actually really cool. And <laughs> I was looking back at it because... You know, they get the whole thing where he takes Jimmy and Lois to lure him in and they drop the kryptonite in and he's like, oh, there's no metal that can hurt me. Oh, drops to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, it made me think about a couple of things. First of all, because uh, Jimmy and Lois saved Superman in that episode, which was really cool because Jimmy is able to put the kryptonite in a lead pipe that happens to be at a sink there. How many lead pipes did we have in this country in the 1950s? First of yeah. all, <laughs> a bunch apparently. <laughs> but anyway, no, I just, I just kind of thought like the, I think he was be the closest um, kind of villain like that, like Alex Luther that actually had designs, you know, and actually got a scientist to make kryptonite. Oh, there are a lot of scientists in Metropolis too. I noticed lots that. and lots of scientists. The mind machine with just unregulated, robots. terrible ideas. Nobody's checking on these guys. Where do they get this funding? I mean, is Metropolis <laughs> University just applying for any damn grant the federal government might offer? You know, I don't know, man, because they're like mind control ray, and uh, you know, it melts your brain. It melts your brain. I know. It's like, well, that was the plot of uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh don't park there <laughs> well i was thinking with the uh the kryptonite bullet um old batfleck must have watched that episode because later on yeah. in bbs he came up with the you know the kryptonite bullet idea so 
He oh, obviously we were, watched the show as a kid. We too. were making a joke uh, earlier today with uh, Noah and I, and I was going down some of the names of the, you know, the previous names of Superman's parents, of Clark's parents, until they settled on, uh, you know, Martha <laughs> and Jonathan. And Mirtha, Mirtha with an E, Mirtha. was one of them once upon a time. And, uh, and I was like, uh, Mirtha, why did you say that, dude? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, we don't have to go over every single episode. That yes, we do. List. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to I do want to talk about Panic in the Sky, which is considered, yep. you know, and not just by the list that we're going off of this podcast. And not the I, not the Purple Haze song. Yeah, not the Purple Haze song. Um, but, uh, you know, I read on other lists that this is considered one of the best episodes. And I, I don't know. I just kind of want to dig into what. What do you guys think? Uh, is this one well, of your favorite episodes, Jay? It's um, <clears throat> probably in my top three, but my number one, as I'm going through here, I think it's Five Minutes to Doom. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I shared a clip earlier. You know, it's one of those where there's a, you know, there's a man, he's up for the, the electric chair. Again, 1950s, yeah. lead and electric chairs, wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and so it starts out and you see the mom and the boy and he's and she's crying and and, you know, they offer him, it's like, well, if you give us the real story of how the murder was committed, you know, we'll give you 10 grand that'll give to your, you know, wife and child, which back then was probably, what, 50 grand? You know, so he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And he keeps trying to tell him a story because, but he can't remember the details because it's not true. He didn't right. actually commit the murder. Um, you know, and then Clark believes him, but Lois doesn't. But what you see is Clark's holding his wrist. And we find out, first of all, he's a human lie detector. Right, because he mo he monitors his pulse, you know, to check for that. And then they really they they work as a team. The Daily Planet, Perry White, Lois, Jimmy, and Clark all work and investigate really hard to prove this man's innocence. Um, and I thought that was just a great example of that kind of um, the mystery and the investigation. I think Clark at his finest investigation because um, you know he really was concerned. And then basically, they, okay, they were going to phone the governor to say, okay, stop it, but there's a storm. So the lines are out. So, you know, he flies there. He gets the reprieve and he flies in and, you know, you see him, he puts his arm out and he stops the electric chair. It's, it's very filled up, dramatic. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it was just for me, that's one of my favorites. But Panic in the Sky, I think it definitely is in my top three as well. Uh, especially because because he gets amnesia. <laughs> yep. And, and, and he plays it well. And uh, I, you know, but has the wherewithal to change? I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was he's like he's like, I better go change into who am I? I don't know. I and, uh, but I love the uh I love the old uh Sally coming around the mountain in the uh in oh she was <laughs> yes. great. And uh, my even Trish, she was watching kind of she goes, Is that Lois? I was like, No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that um uh, Definitely that uh, that was one of the better episodes, um, you know, the five minutes to doom and then uh, the panic in the sky kind of gives us uh, a sense of uh, Superman's power, because like you said, he, it's enough to keep it from being tragedy. But they even mentioned that like chunks are in orbit. Yeah. 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 So he yeah. can't fully solve the problem. He has to go back and he actually actually he has to get that little bomb thing in order to, to fully, you know, make it work. And actually it reminded me, you know, of one of the tropes of Superman is that he got so powerful in the comics, nothing could defeat him. It's like, okay, now we have a, a problem. 
And it right. reminded me that in this, he still had limits. I mean, he was yep. Superman, but yeah, there's well, still, I, you know. What I think was cool about it was both times um, he didn't know if it was going to be too powerful for him. So, I mean, yeah. in essence, he kind of sacrificed himself twice, even though he didn't actually, you know, have to sacrifice himself. Right. He went into the situation not knowing if he was going to survive both times. You know, the first time when he when he knocked the meteor off course and the second time when he went up uh, with the, the plot of that movie Armageddon and had the bomb was going to blow it up. Um, <laughs> Which they probably yeah. watched as kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Where do you think they got the idea? Yeah. But that's what I thought was cool about it was, you know, it, it really it speaks to the character that, you know, he would be willing to sacrifice himself, even if it just meant, you know, a couple American lives, not to mention a whole city like Metropolis. But there is that one thing that I have to go keep going back to is why couldn't anybody figure out that he was Superman? OK, so you're so right, because especially <laughs> in Panic in the Sky. He's seen several times without his glasses. He's laying in bed and they're yeah. just like, oh, Clark. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> and he falls in the shower and the shower, like, you know, completely shatters his glass everywhere. And he's just fine. Oh, he must have know? slipped on the soap and went a right angle. <laughs> just the right angle. Yeah, exactly. And I, that, that was the one thing about that episode, too. I mean, apparently they didn't really care about mental health in the, in the workplace because Perry White was just... <laughs> He was just he's insistent. Brutal. He was like, no, dude, you're fine. Get back to work. You know what you need to oh, do is you need to go work. through the whole thing. So get- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I And these things I didn't realize watching it as a kid. You know, yeah, it's for sure. just wow. Um, but but well, I those were the to- boring parts. Where's Superman? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Superman? What's going on here? But oh, I realized he- I did read an article that said, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, Clark is so smart. He's just surrounded himself by people that can't. Uh, that have the disorder they can't recognize different faces because that's a real he gets disorder. Off the Superman radiation and causes short term memory yeah. loss. Or uh, there is another, Ooh. I think, comic where he actually uses his uh, lenses to focus kind of a hypno beam. So oh, when yeah. he meets people yeah. that are he's in constant contact with, they'll basically they'll just see him as an uglier version of his Superman self and just oh, kind of eh, ignore him. It's like Neanderthal Clark. <laughs> basically, yeah. I'm like, well, okay. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> one of the things uh and you you shared um that documentary link josh with me i actually had that uh on dvd i believe it came as a pack-in bonus with superman returns uh back in the day or it was ran on it was ran on tv and i recorded it on dvr or something but yeah. talks about how seriously george took his entrances as superman um, and just how he was so bombastic about the way he wanted to break through the walls and just sell it uh, for everything he could, because that was, you know, one of the ways that he could, you know, show um, uh, Superman's power uh, in, you know, kind of get it across in a quick way and just have some fun with it, too, though. I mean, you know, if you got to come busting through the wall with the big bright S on your chest, you totally would take uh, every opportunity to ham it up. And I, and I feel like that kind of even today sells it for me too. Like when he yep. in five minutes to do when he busts. Oh, he believes he's wall. Superman, and that's really the reason we can. Well, exactly. Yeah. He busts through the prison wall, and he, you know, it's got it looks like you know concrete, like you know, all over mm-hmm. him. And it's like, okay, that's still pretty cool. I mean, um, you know, I know that he quit uh, some of the flying stunts. I think after season two because he got dropped by the wires, and he said, "I'm done." <laughs> yeah, and I understand yeah. that, but. Well, and even those bits were done pretty good, you know? Yeah. 
Well, it just it probably speaks to you know the the special effects of the time. I mean, it was it was hard for them to sell a man flying. Um, you right. know, they, anybody watching you could probably tell it was fake. But you know, you put some plaster up and you can bust through a wall. So I mean, that's a yeah, that's a yeah, deep way with the with the 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 limitations of the time that they could sell. Well, and back then the TVs were tiny and black and white and low res, and so you know you were willing to <laughs> you you didn't have to do as. Uh, uh, your your brain did a lot more of the work and filled in the gaps where uh, whereas we're you know I mean it is upscaled to a ridiculous degree but it is you know kind of in an HD to an effect and you can you can nitpick it for for all of those bits but I you know I, when I'm watching these I'm five six seven years old all over again and just enjoying my yeah enjoying myself and the uh, and uh, the man tomorrow you know. Yeah, I think these days we've become kind of jaded as viewers because we've been, you know, we've seen these these special effects that that are so realistic these days that you can't tell them apart CGI and that sort of stuff. Or you know, I don't think the viewers of the 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 50s were looking to nitpick the special effects because at the time it was the most amazing thing they'd ever seen. You know? I mean, all of it um, was brand new. Television itself was still nascent. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Um, which you know, it's kind of it's kind of refreshing if you if you look at it that way. It's like let's not let's not break down the production to the point that we don't enjoy, enjoy yeah. the 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 product that we've got here, man. Yeah. Um, well, and too, you know, think about it. Um, it. It says something about Superman that this was a successful television show in the early history of TV. And uh, that, um, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it did so well in syndication. It was a syndicated show. It wasn't uh, owned or, you, or, you know, made by any particular network. It was syndicated um, just like popular shows uh, were, you know, like everybody acted like that was a brand new deal with Star Trek The Next Generation when it came out as a first run syndicated show and Superman had done it back in the 50s. Hmm. yeah hey, another connection cool yeah i was gonna say that's that's three there you go three at least three yeah I mean, good. <laughs> well that's three and, by me uh, alone yeah <laughs> and uh you know yeah we can definitely nitpick all we want like for instance in the mind machine when superman finally finds the villains that are melting people's brains with this mind control machine because you know the <laughs> metropolis scientists have those ridiculous grants um but, you know, okay, they shoot him, and I like the what he does. It's like when they start shooting him, he stands up really straight, and it's like, yeah, just and he takes it, you know, and they little bounce. And the and grin, then, though, the grin. And then, and then he throws the gun, and he ducks. And I'm like, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, because uh, George Reeves, the human being, does not want to be struck with a prop pistol. <laughs> no. I actually then... read that that was the, uh, that was the stunt double that, that – that duck oh funny. yeah it wasn't george if it would have been george he probably would have you're right there. he would have because taken it. in a couple scenes i did notice it was obviously a stunt double because they mainly had him you know, from the side but mm -hmm. um yeah now uh one of the things that uh I, I gotta say you know uh one of the indicators that you know you may be parenting to a to a pretty solid degree is that uh noah is a believer in the trunks um you know yeah, he thinks cool. that uh yeah. he thinks that the trunks deserve a little more homage in the modern costuming superman I, now i would agree I, with him <laughs> i will say i like what they've done with tyler's suit and we've got a nice red belt with a bright yellow buckle it could be more we could do better but yeah. you know that's one of the things about this it, it 
this costume, you know, uh, and even in color looks fantastic. My only qualm with it is the droop in the cape. Uh, it, you know, yeah. it has a long yeah. hang in the back where I like the, um, I kind of like the, the tucked in, not quite a, not quite a cowl, not quite a, a regal cape. Um, like they did in the early version of the Supergirl version of Tyler's costume with the right. with the, epi- the clamps. Yeah. 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 Not, I don't like that, but I do like the kind of tucked in collarish look. And yeah. uh, always the droop always kind of eh, looks like he's going to trip on it somehow, you know? Yeah, it doesn't look right. It looks kind of like, I don't know, like he forgot to put it on all the way before he left. The yeah, house. exactly. Like, you know, you, yeah, right. you ran out a little too early. But it does have the uh, it does have the S on the back, which I'm always a fan yeah. of the S on the back of the yes, case. Yes, I too. was a fan of that, yeah. too. Now, see, I really liked the way that Kirk Allen's um, cape was attached to his suit. It kind of went down his exactly. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. So if they could have just mixed the two of them and made made the either Kirk Allen's cape a little longer because it was too right, short because that was our that was our our concern with it was it's a little too short yeah right yeah this cape was a little too short they would have just done it down the shoulders for reese it would have been perfect either way um <laughs> yeah i but yeah i totally agree with you it, it kept catching my eye too and it was kind of it, like i didn't but want the boots, it to- the rest of it from the front looks fantastic absolutely, yeah, absolutely. great yeah especially yeah. when he does the when he does the you know the, the american flag in the back yeah. do, 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 oh, do, do, do. it's too much Give me some apple pie. I need some apple pie right now. Yeah. The guy was built like a, you know, like a brick. Oh, yeah, he was built for it. Yeah. He, yeah. he looked like a wrestler. Like a wrestler. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and the like jaw, was... though. I mean, come yeah, on. For sure. He's your classic 1950s looking actor, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's a dapper dad man, obviously. Oh my god! Oh, and always not a hair out of place. And that's <laughs> yeah, the other thing yeah. I noticed is his hairstyle. It typically was just the slick back. There was no yeah. real part. It was just and none the of the back. and none of the you know, none of the curl. curl. Yeah, we you didn't know. have a curl. Yep. No curl. That's okay though. That's okay. You could land a <laughs> you could land a plane on that deck. <laughs> you know, and the other thing that I noticed is like, um, oh, another character I wanted to call out, Inspector Henderson. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I really actually um, going back and watching it, I enjoyed seeing him. I forgot about him. Um, but then, you know, like Clark does something and this kind of surprised me because I forgot about this. But he knows that there's these gangsters that are up to something, you know, and it means trouble for Lois and Jimmy. So he uh, hauls him in, you know, to the police precinct, you know, for questioning. <laughs> <laughs> and Inspector Henderson's like, "What am I gonna hold him on, Clark?" It's like that's the problem <laughs> with you reporters. <laughs> like you'll think of something. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't need you reporters out there, def, you know, being deputy <laughs> cops all the time. Well, and it's Hilarious. like that—that's how much he wanted to, you know, bring justice. But then you have Inspector Henderson as the law saying, "Hey, hey, I can't just go out here and be help people or follow people." You know, actually saying what police should do should do (laughs) well hilarious like i said at the beginning of the show i hadn't seen many of these and just like the the serials of the 40s i i really did i had such a great time just going through this era and and appreciating you know what they were putting out there at such a, a an early stage in the characters you know development um i just i I do, man. I kind of wish that that I grew up with this series because I just love how wholesome it is. And I love what a good message they were putting out there. Um, you know, that's why we do this, Dan, to sit, sit around and talk about Superman. I just, I, I had a great time with the show. I really did. Yep. 
uh, you know, and uh, it's, you know, it's like I, I keep saying to myself, you know, um, we're going to, I think every time we, we break down a piece of this, um, this mythos, we're going to find something to, to dig on it a little bit, but ultimately come away with a deeper appreciation for this character and what it's meant to so many generations over the years and so many generations just, you know, this speaks to the evolution and this is the early, you know, second iteration, honestly, uh, of it. And it just speaks to the evolution of the character. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so much looking forward to getting into the Fleischer cartoons and then the sixties uh, TV show or TV uh, cartoon. And, you know, there's just so much uh, more to dig into. Um, and I've yet to be disappointed. <laughs> No, it's a it, it's it's a great little journey I think that we're going on. You know, we have so much stuff to discover um, uh, that we have. You know, like you said, so many TV shows, animated TV shows. We've got the Superboy TV show. Um, now I haven't even really seen that many episodes of Smallville, uh, I, I have a, so I have all. Oh that my do. god! Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a Smallville was my jam back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was and really I've heard that from though, a lot right? of people. Well, yeah. actually, at, it's first, good, it's at first, I resisted the first couple seasons. I'm like, I'm not watching a show about Superman not being Superman. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and then I had to listen to myself. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm watching something about a guy from, from the planet Krypton that has powers and is affected by kryptonite. How much more sillier can I get? <laughs> yeah. right? now, see, I, I kind of had the same thought when they announced Krypton. Um, and I was like, who wants to watch that? It's not, a, it's a Superman show without even Superman in it. It's like pre Superman. Um, but I've heard it's actually pretty good too. So, you know, like I said, I mean, this is a, this, this podcast is, is we started this because we, we know that we haven't seen all of Superman or read all of Superman. And I, I just, I'm, I'm having a blast with the journey, man. I can't wait to, to get more. Yeah, I mean, I'm really thank you for having me on. It's been awesome. And I love this is one of my favorite eras to talk about uh, for yeah. Superman, um, you know, because really it is that golden age, you know, yeah. and something you can never get back. Uh, but you can look on it with nostalgia and fondness. Um, and actually, when I went to the Superman Festival in 2008 and took a stroll through the Superman Museum, which I'll throw these pictures up on Twitter, um, they have a lot of the set pieces from the 1950s. They have oh, Clark's cool. desk. They have some of his oh. uh, some of his suits, those gray, you know, double breasted oh, yeah. suits, his glasses. Oh. One of his one of George Reeves's costumes is sta- I sitting mean, there. You'll cut you'll cut your finger on the edge, bro. Oh, <laughs> my. Sharp. oh, my goodness. And actually, I was looking back at him and I was thinking, man, I actually still like those styles. I mean, at least oh, for the man. Men, no, there's a reason know. we call that classic. You could you could dress that down today and still get some looks, bro. <laughs> right. You know, I'm saying. I mean, okay, we, could, so, we are we are a group of very handsome men. Oh well, well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to plan a Josh Dan and Superman uh, field trip. I want to go to this place. That just sounds like something. Yes, I just, I so Metropolis, have. Illinois. Uh, has yeah, no, the that Superman. is a live podcast event. Yeah. So yeah, so Metropolis, Illinois has the Superman Museum there. Um, they have so much stuff. Like um, I remember that they had, it was some of the crystals that were used on Smallville. Well, of course that's like $800 oh, yeah. purchase. And I'm like, no, I'll just look <laughs> at it through the glass. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Uh, there's some of thanks. that. And then uh, they had a Chris Reeves uh, costume there, which was awesome. And then they had each aisle is dedicated to an era 
Kirk Allen, George Reeves, oh, Christopher nice. Reeves, you know, uh, the new adventure Superman in Smallville. And it was just so amazing. I remember being there and you're so crowded in there, but you didn't matter because everyone that was there, if you were waiting in line to talk to no one, Neil started chatting up and it was really cool. Like, what was your favorite? Oh, this is mine. And Right. Yeah. Now that's one of the things about this is that, you know, you jam a bunch of Superman fans in the same place and we're probably not going to be upset that we're waiting because we'll just oh, no. yeah. talk about it, you know? No. Um, and uh, I want to say, too, you know, uh, that uh, as this show goes on and, and uh, we reach out to and connect with more um, fans who want to, you know, kind of come on and share that passion. Um, and, you know, I just feel like, you know, we'll eventually build ourselves a nice little panel. We can have some roundtables in the future. Um, but uh, I, I want to say, too, real quick shout out after having a visit with uh, with him uh, for the other podcast. Um, Trek Cat 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 Ian is a huge Superman fan. He's tattooed bros. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, man. So, yeah. So uh, I would uh, eventually, you know, get uh, get his insight uh, from across the pond uh, as to what it is to have this character as a an international uh, icon um, and just, you know, kind of uh, just proven that, you know, we're all out there. Um, this character transcends borders, transcends age, transcends time um, and just something so wonderful you know yeah well we gotta excuse me we gotta invite him on the show man that sounds great you know the more the merrier as far as i'm concerned absolutely absolutely we'll have a sleepover (laughs) well i think our our first episode with the guest host went really well i'm really glad that you could do this jake well, I'm good. Um, I, no, I was happy to be on. Hope I didn't talk too much. Uh, no, that's know, why we invited you on. Our, yeah, exactly. Kind that's why point. we invited you on a podcast. So you know, it, your insight is invaluable, my friend. I'm, I'm really Absolutely. glad you could be on the show. I mean, uh, uh, I, I thanks for being here. It. It's probably not going to be the last time that we invite you on, just so you know. Oh, no doubt. Uh, no, no, no doubt. That, that would be great. I think um, my other areas... Now, I will say I was also a fan of the new adventures of Superman in the 90s, because I watched that with my dad, too. You know, then that, There's a strong connection there, as you can tell with my dad, because my dad was the one who introduced me to Superman, so he was there with me step-by-step step introducing me, which was so awesome. Absolutely. So that connection. Uh, and then Smallville was big. Big for me. Uh, sp- well... More because Smallville hit me exactly where I was at. Clark was a freshman. I was a freshman. And it just kind of went to stages. That's why Superman oh, Lois yeah. is hitting me right now because it's like, oh, Clark's dead. I'm a dad, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. the ride with yep. Superman and, and Lois. It's great. But I, you know, I knew I had to anyway. But after talking to you guys today, I'm going to have to get on my Smallville watch. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, I will say um, season one is Media Freak of the Week. Just a warning. Um, (laughs) so you got to kind of get through that, but once you get through that, once season three and four, they kind of start arcing it and and they really start diving into the comic background. Um, and that's actually when I started to enjoy it more was like season five and on. I'm like, yes, well, cool, man. I I look forward to it. Um, real quick, we had, uh, Dan had mentioned if we wanted to talk about any news, um, we got two like pretty big announcements um since our last episode there's going to be a brand new um animated series um starring jack quaid who is becoming one of my favorites he's in the boys he's in lower decks and uh now he's going to be in what's the title of the show My, my adventures with superman i believe um it looks really cool i like the art style a lot and i mean just 
what a time to be alive, man. I've got new yep. Star Trek uh, cartoons. I've got new Superman cartoons. This is great. Um, and the other one was the, the announcement of Super Pets, where old Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be the voice of Crypto. The oh, Super man. Really? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. That's be Crypto with the smolder. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I my think goodness. Kevin Hart is doing a voice on it. Of and course I, he is. <laughs> there's a bunch of other names, but the one that really stuck uh, st- stuck out at me was Keanu Reeves is going to be a voice on it as well. So, oh, oh yes. Whoa. Whoa. Bunch of, okay, bunch I need of... to my watch list right now. Where is it? Now, yeah, did HBO you guys Max? see the? Uh, did you guys see the the Batwoman announcement too? Uh, live action. The Batwing. Uh, yeah, with Batwing. Yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. gosh, that costume looks sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, I'm I am uh, excited to to check that out too. So, um, lots of I mean, uh, as we've gotten older, gentlemen, it's just progressively gotten to be a better time to be alive as a comic book fan. I Absolutely, yes, I would agree. You know? I don't get beat up for reading comic books anymore, so it's it's That's definitely right. gotten a yes, lot better. Yes, we are nerds <laughs> in fashion. <laughs> hey, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. Well, all right, guys, as we say pretty much every time, we did it again. We talked about Superman. We did, man. This was an an excellent episode, excellent experience. Jake, you're always welcome. Um, Everybody out there, thanks for listening again. Um, This has been The Adventures of Superman as the comic book character appears in Action Magazines. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Dan, I don't even know what we're talking about next episode, man. What are we doing? Ah, uh, you know, there's so much out there. Uh, I'm sure we'll figure out something. Um, if we continue on the visual medium, of course, we could uh, we could land into some Superboy, or we could pick up a comic book art. Yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to decide that off the air, and we'll let the listeners know what we're going to do because we don't have anything locked down. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at, yes, at Josh, them. Dan, and Soups, and you will know because we will tell you what's going to be next. Yeah, and I guess we should plug that. I'm at the P-Doc, if you didn't know by now. Um, where can they find you, Jake? <clears throat> they can find me at Final Frontier 87, as I break up my radio voice. <laughs> Again, that's <laughs> at Final Frontier 87, because, yes, I mainly tweet about Trek stuff, but in the little Trek hiatus, I've been heavy uh, on going into my Superman again. It's been fun rediscovering. Yeah, that's what we're here for, help you rediscover your passion and love for the Superman. Yeah. And Dan Decker is uh, at Dan Decker without the last E. That's right. D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R. Come check us out. Yep. Until then, we're out of here, guys. Thanks for listening. for listening to this episode of josh dan and superman a trek nerd podcast if you like what you heard and are feeling generous why not head over to patreon.com forward slash trek nerd that's t-r-e-k-n-u-r-d and click on the tier for our show remember the more you contribute the more sexually attractive you will be to the gender of your choice that's just science for us 
All music for the show is provided by the immensely talented and exceptionally handsome Mr. Patrick Lee. He can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or visit his website at patrickleemusic.org. Supporting independent artists like Dan, Patrick, and myself will guarantee longer, healthier lives. Again, that's just science. I'm Josh Paddock, and we'll see you next time on Josh, Dan, and Superman. Unit.